0: Welcome to Musicals and Mimosas. Tonight we are talking about the musical Pippin as well as Fosse Verdant Episode 7. We have Peachy Pippin Mimosas tonight. Uh, Don't get excited. It's about as exciting as the Pippin musical Uh, that is to come. Uh, It is made with simply peach and fizzy, crisp, white flip flop wines in a can. Like I said, don't get excited. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, so let's get this episode of Musicals and Mimosas underway. Welcome back. My name is Alex. and Julie. And uh, we are going to start off talking uh, a true musical, and that is Pippin. Uh, we watched the video version, the DVD version of Pippin, His Life and Times. This is the original version of Pippin. Uh, they did
1: up from the
0: They did a revival of Pippin and that's what I had in my head cuz I remember them doing a circus performance on one of the uh, I don't know if it was an award show I don't yeah, know if it was Tony. the Tonys but I remember them doing like a circus show I'm like okay this is going to be a circus guess what this one is not a circus yeah. um but yes, so we are talking Pippin, his life and times. This was a filmed in front of a live audience production. In fact, this was the first, oh, was the first to fan. be filmed in a theater. They did the Mary Martin Peter Pan's, but they were in a soundstage at NBC. Oh. This was the first time that they videotaped and showed a performance from a live audience. Uh, this was uh, uh, starred Ben Vereen, William Cat. Leslie Denniston, Benjamin Rayson, Martha Ray, Cheetah Rivera. Um, So I'm going to, you know, I feel like I've been talking a little bit since we started. So I'm going to let Julie here because when we were watching this, she seemed to get a little more of the story than I did out of this. So I'm going to let her describe, as the drama, musical, theater teacher, describe what Pippin, his life and times, what this is all about.
1: Okay, so, um, and I might mess this up, so my apologies, but I don't know who I'm apologizing to. Maybe you Pippin purists out there, I'm not really sure. Um, Pippin is the story of a boy named Pippin, who is the son of Charlemagne. Who was, who exactly was Charlemagne? Do you uh, know?
0: He was a lyric in uh, Welcome to the Renaissance from Something Rotter.
1: Okay, well, I know he was like a real historical Oh, am I fact-checking this?
0: Okay, well, you yeah. talk, I'll fact-check who Charlemagne okay, is. well,
1: so the son of Charlemagne, and um, and I'm going to be really honest, and I fail at life for for saying this, I'm not even 100% sure who Charlemagne is, but apparently there's some historical context.
0: Uh, he was... Uh, Charlemagne or Charles the Great, uh, oh Jesus, okay, uh, was born in 742 on April 2nd, oh, wow, and died January 28th, 814. Uh, he was Charles the First and was king of the Franks from 768, king of the Lombards from 774, and emperor of the Romans from 800. During the Middle Ages, he united the major majority of Western and Central Europe. He was the first recognized emperor to rule from the Western Europe since the fall of the Western Roman Empire three centuries earlier. Um, thank you, Wikipedia. Um, yeah. And that
1: may or may not be right. So, um, okay, well, anyway, Pippin is the story of the sun It's right. It's Charlene. on the internet.
0: It's got to be right.
1: I, I don't know who woke up one morning and thought – Wow, wouldn't it be a great idea to make a musical about the son of Charlemagne? But Um, somebody did.
0: I, I would just like to point out that do remember that this does involve Bob Fosse and his creativity in it and his choreography and remember, he was heavily, as we've watched true, on Bossy Burden, true. around the time of Pippin, he was very heavily on drugs and I mean, alcohol. it was the
1: 70s, <laughs> and I guess this is the case of a lot of people being on drugs. But, again, I don't really know who just woke up one morning and thought, wow, this story would make a great musical. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Um, again, I always thought it had a, I, I knew, um, a couple of the songs from it. I knew, um, Corner of the Sky and, um, the opening number, which right now I can't remember what it was called, but I know I'd heard it before. Um, but, uh.
0: Oh, I love that opening number.
1: uh, I actually do enjoy the opening number, but, um, I can't remember the name of it right now. That's okay. Not, not important. Um, anyway, so.
0: Magic to do. Magic to
1: do, right? Um, and that's probably another reason why I thought it had something to do with the circus. Music
0: by Steven Swartz. We should just put that out. They're the same guy that did Enchanted, Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame, at Disney's Pocahontas
1: and Wicked. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs>
0: this feels very different than all of them <laughs> well, to me. A well
1: little different. Um, this is seventies. A lot of acid was probably dropped in the making of this musical, but whatever.
0: You're profiling a decade. Uh,
1: you know what? I'm not wrong. Just saying. I mean, I wasn't there, but, you know, based on the products of the things that I have seen come out of said decade, I'm not wrong. Um, anyway, so um, we... Anyway, Piven's the story of the son of Charlemagne and um, and whose name is Piven. And He's kind of lost, I guess. Um, he sings a song in the very like the first ten minutes of the show about finding his corner of the sky. Like he doesn't know where he belongs, and I guess it kind of makes sense because his dad is leader and he did great things, and um, he didn't exactly know where he belonged
0: or what to do with his or,
1: hair or what or what to do with his life. I don't know about hair but it was very yet, curly. um what to do with his life and he basically spends the show figuring out where he belongs um he becomes a man um he kills his father or does he actually I was confused did they actually bring him back or was that like a dream sequence I don't really know spoiler alert sorry um but yeah and he and he realizes, like, when he kills his father, he's because he was like, well, I'm going to be king. And he realizes that being king kind of sucks. So um, he's like, yeah, I wish I could undo it. And then his father comes back. But it's kind of funny because they do make a play on the fact that it is, like, a musical comedy. And they do, like, acknowledge that it is kind of ridiculous. Um, but, y- yeah, that's more or less the story of Pippin.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just reading about some more about Pippin because now I just became fascinated by Pippin. Uh, so going on, uh, including on, you know, the ever, you know, correct Wikipedia. So um, you were like, who woke up one day and was just like, hey, let's make a musical. Uh, so Pippin uh, is a 1972 musical for those. that It was in the 70s, early 70s. Uh, uh, Bob Fosse directed it and he also contributed to the libretto. Libretto. Mm. Sorry. I mispronounced that. Uh, so. I lost it. I had it. I lost it. You were. Okay. Yes. So the origin of it. So Pippin, according to Wikipedia. Uh, so I'm reading this verbatim from here. Uh, Pippin was originally conceived as a student musical title Pippin. Pippin and performed by Carnegie Mellon University's Scotch and Soda Theater Troupe. It's a great troupe. Yeah. Uh, Steven Schwartz collaborated with Ron Strauss, and when Schwartz decided to develop the show further, Strauss left the project. Schwartz had said that not a single line nor note from Carnegie Mellon's Pippin, Pippin made it into the final version. So there you go. It started because K- of Carnegie Mellon University. Well...
1: Okay, but again, like, why? Like, the son of Charlemagne? Like, really? That's the best we can do? Um. So, okay.
0: real right. quick to touch on, this is, uh, the vi- the DVD Thanks. is of the 1981 uh, stage production, which was filmed. It was actually filmed for Canadian television. Yeah. Uh, it, the stage production was directed by Catherine Dobby, uh Bob Fosse's dance captain for the original Broadway production. Um, this it was an, a truncated adaptation uh, with several sections of the play cut out. Yeah. Uh, in the Broadway version, Pippin describes his emotions as trapped but happy, but in the video he says only trapped. Originally, Catherine, Catherine sings I Guess I'll Miss the Man after Pippin departs but this song doesn't appear in the video. So I guess it was a little change mm-hmm. for this production. And I, I I was... I didn't love Pippin. I mean... I, I, I was lost. I, I'll be frank and honest. I was lost in the story, but it was pretty.
1: It, I, mean, I mean, it was cool
0: because Ben Vereen just, like, pops up and breaks, like, the fourth wall and, like, interacts with the cast, and he'll just, like, come up and, like, no, Yo, you said that wrong. Like, Yeah, and, like
1: like I said, he... And is he totally does a couple little
0: magic tricks. Like, I love the opening, and I love the feel of it. Like, the... It, you know, even though this wasn't the circus, it felt very circus y. Um, but I liked the, the magic to do. I liked how they did little magic tricks and all. Yeah. And what I really liked about this, like I said, I was lost half the story. I didn't have a freaking clue what was going on. But you know what? It was great seeing this show on a video because it's at a time where you didn't have projection effects. Mm. And you didn't have you ha- everything they did was practical. practical. All the sets, all the drops, all the flies, mm-hmm. all the little magic tricks were practical mm-hmm. effects and practical sets.
1: And that was cool, I guess. But I, I like was... the
0: costumes. I thought the costumes were, were kind of creepy mm-hmm. and cool, and because they had like that, like kind of circusy, but like kind of this, like old medieval, like feel to them because they all it's have like a piece of like of charlemagne
1: well they, have, like, like they like all, well they all have like 700
0: well they all have like carnival type mask and faces and the way they move is very like kind of you know sideshow is yeah
1: well that's fancy, but
0: though. they yeah. all have like body armor on yeah. and even Pippin has like this shirt that looks like body armor chain mail but you can tell it's <laughs> fabric it's like crocheted but
1: Yeah. Um, I may have said this before. I'm not particularly a fan of anything that came out of the 70s, more or less. Um, I am also not a fan, really, of Stephen Schwartz. Sorry. Um, Whatever. Let
0: me say this. I I knew Bob Fosse. I thought I liked Bob Fosse. The more I've discovered a Bob Fosse.
1: Like, I like his style, and I like, like... He did do very dark. I mean, so. he really did. But I mean, look at his background. I think my
0: favorite thing in Pippin was the bedroom scene. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> it was really fun because they had like the two dancers and it yeah. was like the what's happening in the bed. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I think they had, it had some cute moments and it had some fun staging to it.
1: And I know like a lot of people like totally lose their junk over Pippin and think it's like the greatest musical. But what I like
0: I, about this, this was like, like, I didn't follow everything, but, like, there were scenes that I got what was going on. And I like it because this is, like, an early musical comedy. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I can see where, like, something rotten and stuff, you know, built on this kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this was the first musical comedy, but, or, like, well, big scale one. but it's,
1: it was, like, you know, and, I mean, if I'm wrong in saying this. Please someone tell me and I won't be upset. But click comment. This <laughs> this is like
0: We have no I, comment. So if you want to leave it. us a comment about anything, we would appreciate any comment.
1: Um the thing like Unless
0: it's negative, because you know, we really don't want our first comment to like be detrimental and like destroy us.
1: So okay. the the thing okay, so if you look at like Broadway through the years, whatever. Like, okay, there was, like, the golden age of Broadway, which is, like, your Rodgers and Hammerstein, like, you know, with your Oklahoma and your Sound of Music, and um, that was, like, the late 40s, like, going into the 50s, Um, and then there was, like, the Broadway that I grew up on with, like, Cats and Phantom and Les Mis, mostly Andrew Lidweber, Um, you know, Miss Saigon, um, Starlight Express, like, shows like that. And then there's like... Xanadu. You know, okay, we're not gonna acknowledge that one because, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, you know, and then there's like today's Broadway, like, like more modern Broadway that's got... Um, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, Xanadu was the 80s. Um, <laughs> Man, oh yeah, that too. I um, really don't know well, my that's, stuff. Well,
1: that's... But that's like the Broadway... It, it felt like it. I mean, that's the Broadway that I grew up on, though. Um... You know, with in the '80s, with like Cats and Les Mis and Saigon and Phantom, and even though I don't care for Phantom, like like I said, it like that's the Broadway. And then now we have like you know your your you know more.
0: We make movies into musical. We used to make musicals into movies. Now we make movies into musicals. Well,
1: yeah. Um, and then you know there are your you know the shows that are becoming like your new classics, like Rent. And Wicked and, you know, pretty much anything Disney. and Well, and then
0: right now we're getting into, well, like, this is something that I've been, you know, you know, I've been trying to get into, like, this gig going and about the history of musicals. And you can tell a lot about where the country was with musicals. And yeah. musicals always have this kind of resurgence when there's, like, a down, uh, you know, the Great Depression musicals made a comeback, you know, Right now, you know, people aren't always happy with politics and also people look for escapism. But right now you're seeing this trend of we're seeing the prom, be more chill. Everybody's talking about Jamie. We're seeing a lot of things dealing with diversity and equality and LGBTQ. And that's where we are right now in the world. And that's what's going on right now. So that's what you're seeing. We're like the 70s when this was made, you had the – you know, everything was, you know, you know, peace and freedom, you know, after the, you know, you know, inspired war by drugs. and, you know, and, but that was the thing yeah. that was going on in the world at that time. And that's what inspired the musicals. Well, now we are seeing musicals inspired by this. And the same thing is people go to movies, they're going to franchises, they're going to re, uh remakes and all, because that's what they know. Yeah. That's what they like. So Broadway is, you know what? Falling people like end. Beetlejuice, people know Moulin Rouge, people know this and that. So, you know what? We're going to make that, and then that's going to bring people in. So, people are, and there's this whole trend right now with pop culture and nostalgia. Yeah. So, you're seeing like Pretty Woman, Beetlejuice, and you know, 80s, 90s movies making made into musicals for nostalgia, and people are, you know, globbering it up. Yeah. Anyways. Especially
1: if they're good, you know. Um, but, whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I'm in drama teacher groups, and people ask, you know, what shows to do, whatever. A lot of people love Pippin. I'm gonna say this. I, I mean, but I've also said this before about several other shows, and um, I I don't think Pippin is a show that I would personally ever do. Um, it's just first of all, there's a the character Pippin. There is a note that he hits at the end of corner of the sky. And I don't know that any of my boys could ever do that. Number one, love you boys of mine really. Um, But I I don't think it's very stylized. Yeah. It's very stylized. Like, I mean, like I'm creative and, you know, I mean, my school, like our facilities, we don't have a theater and, you know, but, you know, when I did high school musical, like I made it work. I mean, we danced on tables during status quo and, you know, little Sharpay got a cake to the face and um, I brought in a basketball goal. And, you know, I mean, I got creative with what I had, but like, and there, you know, they did, you know, when they did the revival, they took, they set it in a circus and like I'm creative, but that, like, I might have to take the drugs to to get to that level of creativity. I'm really
0: interested to see the circus revival. I really wish yeah. they filmed that. Or
1: I don't know. They they've I'm
0: talked there. about uh, they've talked about making a film version of Pippin for a while, yeah. like an actual movie version. And it was saying that, um, you know, this is going to come up in our next segment, but. After the success of Chicago, um, I think it was – Mir- was it Miramax? Uh, yeah, Miramax uh, in 2003 said, oh, Chicago did very well. And they acquired the rights to Pippin, and it's been yeah sat on. And it's been tossed around and but hasn't actually happened. Um, but the other thing is doing this for like your school is the character of the leading player who's Ben Vereen. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone with strong stage presence. Oh, yeah. Because that person – like Ben Vereen, he commands the same. Oh my he, god! He yeah. has that person. That you have to have someone that has that personality, you know, to just take. You know, when there was a scene happening, he came in, he took that scene. Oh over, yeah, and you were on him, and that's the thing. You're gonna have, you know.
1: And you know, I love my kids, and I, you know, I know I'm doing some good things, but I'm not there yet. But like,
0: and you have to do a lot with choreography. There's a yeah. lot with that. You can tell Bob had a hand in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you see a lot of the leg struts. You see a lot. And to pull off that kind of, you know, characterization that they had going on with the background.
1: But, you know, I also said I would never do a Disney show. And, I you know, I did High School Musical. And I am considering doing Peter Pan Jr., for my middle school show for next year. Um, I said I would never do Greece and I have applied for the rights to that um, for next year. But, um, you know, I, I but the, the reasons that I said I would never do them are a little different than like the reasons I would, probably never do Pippin. So I, I don't know. Um, it was, it was a strange show and I guess I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Like, like
0: I said, I got lost in it, but I, I thought it was visually striking and I thought, you know, for what it was, I think it was a decent production. And like I said, I love that it was all physical. Yeah. It was all actual stage work. Yeah. So, and then, they had a lot of staging. They had a they had several uh, sets and a lot of drops. And, yeah, but uh, you know they did like these little fire sparks out of their hands. Yeah, and that wasn't a lighting effect. They no. actually had yeah. to do and that.
1: I mean, especially given the time period, like nowadays, like people do that.
0: So I, I mean, thinking
1: about it, but, I mean, I you
0: know, you know, I wasn't. I I got lost in it, so. If I get lost in a show like that, I can't I can't really love it, but like I said, I do appreciate what it is and you know I do think, you know, it heightened musical comedy. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, you know, had Pippin of not done well, and it did do well. Yeah. Had Pippin have not done well, would we have seen like spam a lot and something rotten, no, and not. these musical comedies, you know, without a musical comedy hitting the way it did yeah you know musical comedy might not have ha- happened, and I love musical comedy,
1: yeah, yeah, me
0: too. I think there's a lot of people that don't, but I like them I
1: mean, you
0: know, I think they're funny. Well, uh, that's what
1: they're calling musical comedies anyways, a-
0: if you've seen uh, the original Pippin, if you've seen the or the revival of film version or the revival of Pippin, uh, or if you've performed in Pippin or are you know put on the production of Pippin, let us know. reach out to us. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you and uh, get some more insight on Pippin. Because it's very strange, but I'm kind of slightly fascinated by it. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, if you need another Mimosa, go grab another Mimosa. Hang tight. We're going to be right back talking about Fosse Burden. Okay, so we are back. And now it is time to talk about FX series Fosse Burden. And we are talking about episode 7, which is titled Nowadays. Nowadays. And... We are one episode away from the finale. Um, I still don't know why we call it season one.
1: Yeah.
0: As far as I know, it's an anthology and we're only doing one season, but it's the end of season one. Um, So in this one, uh, we are seeing Chicago coming together. And we are seeing Bob and Gwen. We get a glimpse to their past Uh, which coincides with a little bit about what they're doing with Chicago. We get a glimpse to their past of when they're trying to conceive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then we kind of see where that plays into now. And like their psyche. And I have to say, this has been one of my favorite episodes of the recent. I didn't, the last couple were kind of new to me. Um, This one I like because we brought back what A had in the first one. We brought back music and we brought back drama and we Mm. brought everything together. And I really liked how they segue from Chicago to the past.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Especially because Gwen is uh, portraying the character. Mm. And she's telling you lines from...
1: Chicago, Chicago it, like, incorporating into the and story? incorporating
0: into the story. I especially liked when she did the razzle dazzle Yeah. and, and it showed face. them like when they were trying to adopt.
1: Yeah.
0: And they were showing the, trying I, to
1: conceive, I, not trying to not conceive.
0: conceive. Well, but, but yeah, but remember they were showing that guy around the house.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't think they were trying to adopt? No, they were
1: trying to adopt, no, they trying to adopt but they were also trying yeah, to, but do. they were trying
0: to, but, do, yeah, like, they just, but I love that razzle dazzle. And
1: yeah,
0: um, We're, you know, and we're getting that divide again, and we're seeing Gwen showing her age. Yeah, she's not able to keep up with the routines. She's having troubles with the notes, Um, and you're having this conflict of she feels Fossey was doing everything on purpose, on purpose for himself.
1: He didn't really want to do Chicago in the first place,
0: and. Um you we have this whole scene where you see them doing the rehearsal for uh Razzle Dazzle. Oh now, no, wait, no, that, I'm sorry, reach for the gun. For gun. Reach for the gun. I corrected myself. Reach for the gun, and you see and he says the actress can't keep up. Yeah. We have to change it because the actress can't keep up. He doesn't say Gwen, he says the actress. Because you know, I, I think, you know, he like you said, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, he's got a lot riding on this. Because, I mean, we know what happened with Lenny.
1: Well, and also, he – they had to put Chicago on hold. For, for years. Four, well, they put it on hold for years. But they had cast it and everything. And they kept everyone at bay for about four months. Because so he, he went he to the go, hospital. For recovery from his – well, from his – Breakdown and then from his surgery, and then from yeah, so
0: but uh, <clears throat> no, I I liked this one, I liked how it worked out, and yeah, and I liked the music, I think she did good. And I liked she, uh, the girl that played, Chita oh, Rivera. yeah, she
1: was amazing,
0: she was a very good uh, oh,
1: ste- so like spot on. Uh, what was her name? Talk while I oh, I don't know, um. Yeah, but I, well, I was a little disappointed because I thought they were gonna do um some tango, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I just I like the way they incorporate. You see a lot more of Gwen in this episode than you do Fosse. I feel like a lot of the episodes have focused more on Fosse than on um on her, and um this episode did a lot of focusing on her more so than him. Um, kind of like implying to that she helped carry him, I guess a little bit throughout the relationship that causes a little bit of tension.
0: Yeah. And, um, Oh, the actress was, uh, Bianca Maraquin. Oh. Uh A lot of TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of feel for both of them. Yeah. Um, Because you kind of see where Fossey's put into where he is and what he's doing. But I felt really bad for Gwen when she was on the couch. Oh, I know. And he makes that phone call. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's just a rub in
1: the face. Yeah, but.
0: Because, you know, know, he he hands the phone to, what's his name, Nick?
1: The Ron, I think. Ron,
0: Ron. I'm horrible with names, everybody. Not
1: even close. And he says,
0: "All you have to do is listen." Well, and she's, he not knows, to, she's not
1: supposed to and talk, and he though.
0: knows this. He knows that she's not supposed to talk, and he knows she can't defend herself.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: And so I really felt bad for Gwen. I know.
1: He was kind of a jerk. I mean, honestly, like.
0: But like I said, when we started this podcast about it, is that was one of the things that people, you know, that's one of the stereotypes people have about him was he was this kind of. Jerk I mean, and and he
1: was kind of a jerk. I mean, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I've worked in theater before. I mean, not professionally, of course, but like, but I mean, you could be a jerk, you know, when trying to throw together your craft and behind, you know, when you're not there, you could actually. It's like, it's like Gordon Ramsay, for example. Like, if you go cook for him and you screw up, oh my God, you're, you're dead. You donkey. But like when he, I mean, we have, it's been years since we've watched Kitchen, but you know, I needed an example and that's what I thought of. Um, But he, like if, when he took them on like little escapades, like away from the kitchen and he actually like talked to them about like their goals and, you know, really got to know him, he was a, actually a nice human being. Um, Fossey really wasn't. Nice person. But, like I understand why he is the way he is. But like Gordon Ramsay, like he has two different sides to him. He has the business side, and he has. But the-
0: see, this is what I like about this show is it sparks the argument about Bob is like when he make like when he makes that phone call, you feel so bad for Gwen. You feel you know like this is just this like knife twisting into Gwen. But at the same time, you know, he's made it known that he wasn't thrilled with Chicago. He wasn't thrilled with her being in Chicago because, you know, he even says this would have been great when we first thought of it.
1: Yeah, 15 years ago. So you
0: can tell he wasn't totally enamored with Chicago. And you see when the reviews come out, it's all about Gwen. Yeah. And he – remember, Fosse was riding this tide of awards and accolades – and he was this big thing. And then Lenny happened. And then his hospital thing happened. So he had taken a fall. Yeah. And, you know, he felt that Chicago was, you know, and he Bene- saw it. him, basically. And, and it's basically like Gwen's the star of this. And, you know, he wanted he, – he had the show at heart too. Like – like, you know, you have to decide, you know, what is more important, the show or the relationship. Because he's excited because the show is doing well again. Yeah. He he changed out lives and he put in some of the steps and the show got glowing reviews. And even uh Gwen at the end said, you know, he you know, Ron was saying you should quit. Mm. And she says, No, I'm not gonna quit because the,
1: the royalties alone the because this is
0: gonna go on for years yeah. and look at it; it's it still going I mean, today. Like... Um, so you know, as much as it was a dig, I mean, did he do the right thing?
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing that I like is uh, that I thought was we—they're having the argument about uh, the duet. Yeah. Should it be a Roxy song or should it be a duet? And. He says it should be a duet, right? Mm-hmm. Continues that it should be a duet. She does this whole thing digging at him about, you know, it's always about you. It, you're doing this for you, not for yeah, the show. Yeah, she went
1: on a big monologue. Oh, no, and bad. remember,
0: she held up a dime and said, one mm-hmm. call, one call, and you're done. What sh- What did they do in the show, though?
1: The, they did. It was a
0: duet. So it shows that Fosse won that argument. Yeah. Like, I want – I felt like there was something missing there. Like, why? I,
1: I agree. What happened I, there? Yeah, I I agree. I
0: Because you have this thing like, I got you, Bob. You need – and you would think with that, she would have sung. And yeah. it would have been her song. But no, it was a duet. So something happened –
1: I I agree. I felt like there was a scene missing or like some misinformation.
0: Well, and but, mean, because the other thing, all the other people in the room were like, you know, the the writer. He's like, this is how we wrote it. Yeah, this is what we did. This show for was for Roxy. Yeah, we built this for Roxy. But then they did the duet. Like I want, Like I felt like we missed something.
1: I I agree. Like I, I wanted I, to know what happened. And like I that. knew. I mean, I know Chicago well enough that I knew that that song was a duet. So, I mean, it's like, you know, Juliet, you know, they're going to die. But it's like the who, what, when, or why, how. But I knew, like, they're having this argument. And I, I, like, I was really curious, like, what led to it, like, the deciding factor of it being.
0: So, you know, to to, to play, you know, advocate for Bob is, you know, yes, it was really mean to Gwen and it was bad. But, you know, did he do the right thing? Because when he recast Liza, you know, which I think he wanted Liza from the beginning. Yeah. Because he was very excited when he got Liza.
1: I didn't realize that Liza was that much younger than she was. And uh, I thought they were all the same age, but um, I guess not. He could have changed that. Yeah. He
0: changed the dance and all. He could have made that, but he didn't. He kept it a duet. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, did he do the right thing for what the show? What did he have the show at heart or was he doing it to get at? I don't know. And I think that's, what's great about this episode is it gives that debate on, was he doing it as a kind of a, a smack at Gwen or was he doing it for the show? Yeah. Like, I, I just really wanted to know. I know. What like, you know, I, like, it's like, oh, like I need to read the book now.
1: I mean, I tell my kids that, you know, in in theater, in in, in any industry, like at the end of the day, it's not personal, it's business. And, um, like, I had to remove one of my performers for High School Musical a a couple weeks into rehearsal because of behavior issues. Um, It had nothing to do with his performance, but, you know, things like that happen in Hollywood. And at the end of the day, you know, I told my cast, I'm like, it's not personal, it's business. I had to do, it was going to, you know, for the, um, I had some people on standby cause I don't do understudies. Um, I, I whatever. Um, but you know, I had backup plans just in case. And, um, cause at the end of the day, the show doesn't need to go on and like, but he was such a jerk though. some of the, sometimes. A lot, of t- like I don't know, some of the things that to me he did seem like they were personal. That he didn't know how to separate the two, because he did get overly involved with some of his and like the chorus girl that he uses for drugs. And he was like, and and she like went up to him after she got the drugs for him, and he like totally blew her off. Like yeah. I mean, you know.
0: But we know he used Car Skrulls. Well, duh.
1: But um, still.
0: But uh, the, uh, the other thing is, you know, like I said, you know, siding with Bob is you had the flashback to when they're trying to conceive. Mm-hmm. And you see, you know, he has a doubt over the baby. Oh, yeah. You know, because he has trouble conceiving.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's pregnant. And he even, you know. You know, he has a doubt about it. Yeah. So, you know, I think they had a lot of problems. (laughs) Oh, my God. Their
1: relationship, I'm pretty sure, was toxic. But, you know,
0: whatever. No, but like I said, that's what I really like about this show is it's really fun to talk and debate this because you could go side with either one of them. Because, you know, like I said, that argument that they have about the duet when she's like, I carried you, Bob. I carried you through
1: this and that. I
0: carried you through this and that. I came to same Cabaret. Life. I saved Cabaret. I did this and, you know, she's just like, you know, you'd still just be dancing, you know? Yeah. You know, so, but then, like, at the same time, he won that argument somehow. Yeah,
1: I know. I, I kind of had the same thing. I felt like there
0: was a scene missing. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. Are we going to get a flashback to that? Are we going to see that? Yeah. I, I doubt it, but you know, so it it you can side with either one of them so easily. You know, you can debate this forever, yeah. talk about who was right, who was wrong, and uh, so one yeah. more episode.
1: Yeah, I really don't know where they're going to go with it, especially if they're only an hour. I mean, I don't
0: know. Yeah i I, I don't know what we're going to end with. I don't know what uh, we're going to
1: end up either. on. Um, yeah, they they tend to do a lot with time.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen old Fossey Verdon in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen that old time.
1: I mean, yet. you you did see the flashback. Um, well, and it wasn't really old, but remember, um, well, I can't remember her name now. But Neil Simon's wife, one that died. They always had their the bow in her hair. Yeah, um, remember her. Their daughters were the, like the same age, and you saw like her a little bit in flashback. But other than that, what you didn't see there.
0: So, yeah, um, hopefully you've been watching Fossey Burden, and uh, we probably should have gave you a spoiler warning about this episode if you didn't Sorry. watch it. Sorry, but hopefully when you started hearing it, you turned it off. Uh, but uh, we will be back talking probably in a week or so. We're going to be back talking about the final episode of Fossey Burden. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Give us likes. Give us comments. Rate us. Uh Give us feedback. If you're on anchor.fm, you can go out there to our page, and uh, there's links. Uh, unfortunately, we're still at sascast.com, um, Having some trouble with my domain provider on getting us switched over to musicalsandmimosas.com, so bear with me. I'm having some technical difficulties making that switch without losing a lot of the content. Uh, but head over to sascast.com. You can go out to our, there's a link to our musical mimosas page, and you can actually leave us voicemails. And uh, leave us a voicemail, and you might get on our show. Uh, so, anyways, thank you for listening, and we will chat with you next time.